Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. The goal of the Ninth Grade Experience is to give you the story of the ninth grade students here at Emmaus High School and beyond through people who live it daily, the students and the staff. We will attempt to touch on the real issues and stories that ninth grade students face in order to prepare them to know that ninth grade counts. And we are excited to have today's episode of the podcast here. It's a special episode featuring uh, several members of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So if you have been listening to our previous episodes, we have been advertising the EHS Class of 2025 night at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms on February 19th. So Mrs. Kaunitz has been uh, putting out ads for those in the school bulletin and other things as well, some flyers around the school. So um, we are, we've been promoting that, and the podcast, we reached out and wanted to see if we can get some of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms to come on the podcast. And um, it was a little bit difficult because they're professional athletes and we had to work around their schedule. Um, but thanks to the work of Amy Keller and Bob Rotruck, we were able to uh, line up uh, two Phantoms players in order to come on the podcast. Now it's going to be a unique opportunity because I'm not interviewing them. Um, you're going to hear from the actual Lehigh Valley Phantoms announcer, Bob Rotruck, who does do the interviews. But our two players that we have on the podcast today are Lena Sandine and Garrett Metcalf, and they both bring unique ninth grade experiences uh, that they're going to talk about on the show uh, as they ramp up to uh, potentially becoming professional athletes or as they come, you know, became professional athletes playing for the fandoms. Uh, Linus is originally from Sweden. Uh, he's been 25 years old and he's been playing uh, professional hockey for a while. He signed with the Phantoms and recently he was just called up to play with the Philadelphia Flyers in on January 25th. The Flyers are the uh, team that the Phantoms feed into. Um, he was able to play against the New York Islanders. Uh, he played about seven minutes, 13 shifts, and it was his NHL debut. He had a shot on goal. He's also doing well for the Phantoms, too. In 16 games, he has six goals and five assists. So Linus um, talks about his story about being a high school student in Sweden and playing hockey. And our second person is newer to the Phantoms. His name is Garrett Metcalf. He is a goalie. He's originally from Utah. Um, he was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in 2015. Uh, he was playing in the ECHL with the Utah Grizzlies and signed uh, a contract with the Phantoms in the end of December um, as a tryout contract, a professional tryout contract. He's played three games with the Phantoms so far since he's been here. He's won two and tied one, um, giving up fewer than three goals a game. So Garrett is off to a good start here at, uh, with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. But it's really a unique opportunity to hear from two professional athletes and what their ninth grade experience was like, how they prepared themselves to become professional athletes, and what it took to uh, you know reach a level that a lot of people you know when they're younger they want to be professional athletes so hopefully uh, some of our students out there that are interested in, in doing that are going to listen up to this episode and see what it takes to reach uh, such high levels so um, big thanks to again to Amy uh, from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, Media Relations Department and Bob Rotruck, who is the announcer for the Phantoms, who did the interviews um, for taking, you know, taking on this responsibility and helping to get these set up so we appreciate all the efforts that they went through 
If you are interested in any of the previous editions of the podcast, um, you can always go to ninthgradeexperience.com. It's where we have all of our videos and where we have the links to be able to subscribe and follow on all of our all the podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those great places. You can always search up the Ninth Grade Experience on YouTube. Uh, we're getting close to 6,000 total views. So again, that's awesome. Uh, we're getting close to that 10,000 total number. So maybe after the next couple episodes, We'll be talking about that. So that would be awesome. You know, make sure you follow, tell a friend, uh, suggest the podcast to other people. So we always appreciate that word of mouth as we're trying to uh, build up the viewership. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about some interesting things here on the show. We're going to be talking about Mental Health Awareness Month here in February at the high school. Uh, we're also going to be leading into... Um, Shave for the Brave in the, in the beginning of March. So that's a great event uh, that we hold here at the high school each year. So uh, looking forward to some cool episodes of the podcast coming up. But once again, thanks to Amy and to Bob for setting all this up today. And we're really excited to bring you some perspectives on ninth grade from some Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So thanks a lot. Make sure you get those tickets for the game to support the class of 2025. And uh, hopefully we'll, we're, we're talking to uh, some of the Phantoms there, uh, Amy and Bob, to have them come back on in March to kind of talk to us about their careers as we do some career readiness month stuff as well too. So lots of great things coming up on the podcast. So thanks a lot and enjoy the interviews with Linus and Garrett Metcalf. Hi everyone and welcome to today's Zoom podcast and we're glad that you could join us. I'm Bob Rotruck, the announcer for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, we, we have a lot of Americans and Canadians on our team. We also have a lot of Europeans, some players from Sweden and Russia and, and other countries. Well, this is Linus Sandin, and he's from Sweden, and I thought it'd be a nice idea to, to kind of get his thoughts on, on the differences from Sweden to American culture. You know, there are some changes and differences in there. Uh, Linus, I, I want to just hear from you uh, from when you were in ninth grade, and I don't even know if we call it ninth grade there when you're in school and at 14 years old and obviously playing a lot of hockey. But, but first question, is it ninth grade? Is that what we call it in Sweden? Uh, when you're 14, it's uh, eighth grade in Sweden. Okay, so you're one year yeah. off. Uh, yeah. Tell me about when you were in eighth grade, I guess, and you're 14 years old, and you're playing hockey, and, and you're going to school and, and, and balancing your life with, with everything you have going on then. Uh, I mean, from sixth grade to ninth grade, we... Uh, we had hockey in school. Like we were practicing two times a day, uh, two times a week um, during school time. And the team I was playing on back then, uh, we went to school together. So we had a lot of fun. We were doing pretty much everything together. And as I said, play hockey, went to school together. So we did pretty much everything together back then. So it was a lot of fun. Um, it was no problem at all to go to school. We had a lot of fun, as I said. So it was a fun time. Uh, for you, you're probably getting a pretty good idea that you're you're getting pretty good at this hockey thing, and uh, that you might have a future in it too. Um, I guess it start like from young age. I was always like, I'm gonna be a professional hockey player. That was my my main goal. I always loved to play hockey, and I still do. I mean, that's the best best thing in the world. So, in very young age I was like focused very much on hockey and school was a little second hand but um, as I said I didn't mind school at all so 
uh, I was focused on hockey. We have had a lot of Swedish players on the Phantoms through my time with them through the years. And we have four guys from Sweden on the Phantoms now. And, and I've talked with all of them and, and the guys that we've had before, guys named Oscar Lindblom and, and Robert Haig. And I know that you know some of those guys. Uh, what impresses me and what I think is maybe surprising for the students is how good your English is. And this is the case for all of the players from Sweden. And that's not the case for other countries. If we get a player from Finland, his English a lot of times is not going to be very good and he can't do an interview. But all the guys from Sweden can. And I, I think it'd be interesting to learn exactly when do you start learning English in school and how much do you dedicate to, to your English classes there? Because it's obvious that you guys uh, have a lot of English in your schools in Sweden. Yeah, we do. I think we start like learning school English in second grade or something like that. When we're seven years old, start with the basics like colors, animals, counting and stuff like that. So, I mean, we did it two times a week, I think. And then you are in sixth grade, I think you have English like three times a week. Uh, so you start learning English pretty young age. When I was in school and, you know, more, mostly in junior high or high school, you know, later on, and I, I took foreign language and I mean, I tried, but overall I hated it because I was really bad at it. You know, I was trying to learn some Spanish or some French. Uh, how is it for, for everyone in Sweden? Because it, it just amazes me how, how well all of you Swedes, it seems my experience, are able to speak English. And do, you, do you guys like, oh, you got more English classes. This is hard. This is this is a tough language. It's so different from Swedish, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a big difference. But I mean, I was like when we had English, I was more. This is good to know. Uh, you have to be good at English because you can speak it in the whole world. Swedish is just in Sweden. So English class was, yeah, you got to do it and do the best you can. Uh, and be be awake doing those lessons and class. So I mean, <laughs> I didn't mind English at all. Uh, to be honest, I was when I was back back in school. I mean, I, I was a little shy when it come to to English to speak in front of other people and stuff like that. But when you get older and like eighth, ninth grade, it's just you just have to accept it and and do it. I mean, that's how you develop and getting better. Being awake in the class that that would have been a concept i should have tried that uh did, did you take any other languages or is it just swedish and english um, i was doing spanish for a week i think and then i quit that and went to the hockey rink instead so that probably not the best best you can do but i did that instead we had a player a few years ago uh from denmark a big guy six, six foot seven oliver lordson from denmark and he could yeah. speak five languages, including wow. Swedish. Yeah. I think his, his wife now or his fiance, she was from Sweden. I, I just don't know how people can do it. It just blows me away. And all, all you guys that, that do it so well. Okay, I, I'm going to go back as well to, to some of the other uh, uh, eighth grade aspects or when you were 14 years old. Uh, you know, one of the questions that they're asking or that they want me to ask is about what, what did you miss uh, at that age in school when you were so involved in hockey, but it doesn't sound like you missed very much at all. When did you leave school or did you leave school to, to go and pursue hockey? Was that more like at 16, 17 years old? Yeah, you, 
go like the school from first grade until ninth grade and then you study for another three years and those three years i went up north to play hockey for for moto and that you you practice three times a week and then go to school like like usual um so i mean we have a lot of hockey like in school back home so I mean, I think that helps. I mean, you can still focus on the sport you want to do and still go to school. So um, I think that that helps that you can stay focused on both. Like you're, in in my case, hockey and, and stay focused in school. When did you first uh, get a chance to come to the United States? I mean, you've, you've been here playing for the Phantoms for a couple of seasons and your younger brother plays with Toronto. Uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs and Toronto Marlies. What, uh, I, I don't know if you had come over here very much before you actually joined the Phantoms and started playing. No, I, I wouldn't know over to watch my brother when he was in the OHL uh, playing for the Greyhounds. Uh, I went over for two weeks just to watch him in the playoffs. And then I've been on vacation in, in Florida, um, New York. So nothing more than that before before I came over. What what are some of the biggest differences between the cultures for or or the people I mean, or, or or your observations there? I mean, first of all, the country it's so big. I mean, back home you can pretty much walk everywhere. Um, like it's a lot of sidewalks. You, as I said, you can walk everywhere, go to supermarket, grocery store, whatever. Here you you need a car. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you that you need a car. Uh, and then all the people are so friendly here. I mean, it's always someone who come up, talk to you. And that's not the case in Sweden. It's more like it's you, maybe your friend, don't talk to other people. Um, so that's a thing you you pick up. I mean, start to be a little bit more friendly when you come back home and when you see people just, hey, what's up? Stuff like that instead of just you. So um, that's, <laughs> I think that's the the biggest like difference okay uh last questions here what what advice would you have for athletes that are watching this video now that are at 14 years old and and maybe some are thinking that they might have a chance to chase the dream of of playing professionally in whatever sport they're in someday what advice would you give them i mean first of all it's have fun i mean if you don't have fun you don't gonna you don't gonna make it i mean that's the main key, I would say. Have fun. Uh, be patient. I mean, if you work hard, uh, your time will come. I, I promise that. I mean, I work hard my whole life. And, I mean, my biggest dream was to, to come to North America and play. And it didn't happen until I was 24. So, I still work hard and, and have fun every day. And that's when I, I reach my goal. And I still want to reach my goal to play in the NHL one day. Playing professionally in Sweden, though, that's that's pretty good also. And you were doing very well over there, but you really, uh, you know, kind of reached that turning point, I guess, when you were 23, 24 years old, you know, and that that might be a little bit later than for some other players. But even then, it's it's not too late. And, and the North American teams were noticing you. And eventually, you know, you decided to sign with the Philadelphia Flyers. But I know you had other teams that were interested Whereas before you you didn't have that opportunity to come to North America, then it, it you know all the work kind of paying off, and you finally get this chance to come over here 
at 24 years old, that's, you know, that, that's a little later than it is for some other guys. And, and so everyone has kind of a, a different path. Exactly. Exactly. That's just have fun every day and, and work hard and you will, your time will come. Linus, thank you for sharing your experiences of learning English and differences between Sweden and the United States from, from your perspective and, and all of your insights here. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. This is Garrett Metcalf. He's one of our goalies. He's actually a fairly new player, and he joined us a couple weeks ago, and we're going to kind of get to know him and, and about his ninth grade experience before he was a player also. Uh, so Garrett, let's let's just start with talking about that. You know, you're in ninth grade, you're in Salt Lake City, right? And uh, you're going to school, but you're playing hockey. What was that experience like for you at 14 years old and in the ninth grade? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good one, as I remember. As you mentioned, I was back home in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, and unfortunately, at that time and uh, even still now, Utah is not really a hockey hotbed. Um, I played for the Utah Regulators, and we claimed to be a AAA team, but I would say we were a better double-A team. Uh, we played a lot of triple-A tournaments and games. And, uh, you know, good for me. I faced a lot of shots, but we didn't have a, a whole lot of success. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, it was uh, great for my development and uh, a good experience that I'm grateful for today. You, you grew up in, in a hockey family. Your dad was a referee and, and was covering a lot of the professional games there in Salt Lake City in the old International Hockey League and the Salt Lake Golden Eagles. And you must have a lot of memories of going to games there too. Yeah, of course. Uh, I don't remember going to the old Salt Palace, but my dad talks about it all the time. Uh, still loves the game today. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I get to play and he gets to watch. So it's cool to have someone that's, you know, so informative or has a lot of information on the game. Um, and we talk about it daily. And no, it was great. I remember growing up going to the Maverick Center uh, where the Utah Grizzlies play, which is where I was before here. So it was crazy because I, I grew up going there with my older brother, Skylar, to watch my dad referee hockey games. And uh, I actually ended up playing my very first pro hockey game back home in Utah in the same building I grew up going to. So it came full, full circle and it was pretty special for me and my family. Usually when fans go to a game, they're cheering for one team or the other. You don't have many people in the in the stands that are cheering for the referee, but that would have been you. You were cheering for the ref because he was your dad. Yeah, it, it was funny because there's a lot of even today. There's a lot of fans that like to heckle the referees, and uh, you know I always took his side and always thought that people were a little harsh on him. But I wish I was a little bit older because looking back on it now, it's pretty funny. Do th does this give you a different perspective when you're out there as a player? Because you know I see goalies get upset at referees on different calls as well but you have that different perspective I guess yeah no I do and uh I'm fortunate enough that I kind of have part of my dad's personality which is just kind of a calm demeanor uh that helps me a lot in that but I think sometimes I give refs the benefit of the doubt but I I definitely get in there and and we'll jaw with them a little bit too if I don't think that they made the right call okay Go going back to your ninth grade year and you're playing all of this hockey I, I don't know if you really knew at that time that maybe you could pursue the professional dream uh, what was your mindset at that time? Were, were you kind of thinking, hey, maybe I could be good enough to, to play at, for the Utah Grizzlies someday and, and that type of stuff? Yeah, uh, I don't think professional was really in my, my realm at that point in time. Uh, the next step for me would have been to go out of state and play on a, a better AAA team and get experience that way um, and hopefully get more eyes. And that's what I did. I ended up leaving home when I was 15 years old. 
Um, but it's funny though, when you take me back to my, you know, ninth grade, 14 years old, I was actually a bigger kid. And I don't mean that height wise, like I was fat, chubby. Um, I'm sure if you found pictures and looked back on it, you probably wouldn't say that that kid was going to play collegiate or professional hockey. Um, but it was actually, that was probably one of the biggest years for me. Uh, my goalie coach at the time, Mark Sample told me, he's like, listen, like you could be really good at this, but you have to take the off ice stuff more seriously. You have to start working out, get in the gym, get your conditioning up, make sure you're eating right. Um, and I did, I think it helped that I was maturing at that time too. So I, the, the pounds kind of shed off me a little bit, but I think it was also a little bit, uh, it had to do with my dedication to the game and, uh, I grew up around it and have always been so passionate about it, whether that was watching or playing. Um, so that definitely helped. What, when you're that focused on hockey and, and obviously you're with a travel team, you know, at such a young age at 14 years old, do, do you feel like there are some parts in school that you maybe missed out in? And, and then of course you, you moved away at 15. I mean, you, you, you're definitely missing out on some things. What, what, what kind of sticks out in your mind about the, the, the things that, you would have liked to have been a part of yeah no definitely going into high school uh before my freshman year I played football as well uh and I had a lot of really good buddies that I went to high school with that played on the football team and I had to decide if I wanted to play football or hockey because they kind of overlapped um and when you get to that stage at you know either football or hockey you have to kind of dedicate yourself to that one sport uh unfortunately and uh gratefully I, I decided to play hockey uh, my football friends weren't too too happy about it, but I think it's it's ended up working out. What, what's it like moving away from home at 15 years old? Yeah, it's crazy. My brother actually moved away from home when he was like 12 or 13, um, and we're a little bit different, uh, so our experiences were definitely different. Um, but I, you know, it was just for me. Like I talk about it all the time now. It was the only thing that I knew. That was my life, and. You know, maybe that first year I got a little bit homesick. I didn't have my parents around as much. Uh, I didn't have my brother around, but that was kind of my my whole upbringing. My brother played travel hockey, so my dad and my brother were gone all the time. So it was just me and my mom. So for me, I think the transition wasn't too hard other than the fact that I wasn't living at home. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I didn't have a close family by any means. We were all very close, but we just weren't around, I guess, like a regular family was where you know, you'd come home and have a family dinner. It was like, we'd come home and I'd be going to practice or my brother had practice or, you know what it was. So um, it was definitely tough, but like I mentioned, you know, 15, 16, 17, like that was my life. And I didn't think about it any other way. And I just learned to enjoy it and um, just kept sticking with it. What was 15 years old? Was that Madison, Wisconsin, or was that still a year away? Oh, that was two years away. So it's been a long journey. I, uh, so where, I where were you when you went at 15? I went to Omaha, Nebraska, and it, it, was, it was kind of a tough thing because I ended up leaving halfway through the year. So I think, if anything, that made it harder on me. Uh, my coach at the time kind of ran it like a junior hockey program, and we were still young maturing uh, mentally, not only physically. So I think that was the hardest part for me. And then I found a home luckily in Colorado Springs, Colorado uh, around Thanksgiving with the Colorado Rampage. And I still give credit to my coaches, uh, Andrew Sherman and Pat Bingham uh, to this day for helping develop my mental side and my mental toughness. I mean, we're talking with kids that are practically that age. If you can imagine moving away to Nebraska or Colorado, or eventually you ended up in Wisconsin, you know, pretty far away from home. I, I can't imagine doing that. I, and you guys in hockey do that all the time. Uh, last questions for you here. What advice do you have for athletes that might be watching this right now 
who are in ninth grade or at 14 years old? What advice do you give to them currently, especially maybe kids that are thinking that they might have a chance of, of pursuing the dream of being a professional athlete? Yeah, I think you kind of have that. You got to have that in the rear of your mirror. You don't want to focus on it too hard. You want to focus on the day to day and putting in the work now. Um, you know, I think it might be a cliche, but the work that we put in now will eventually see down the line. And I think the hardest part about sports is, uh, or in life, when, when someone puts in work, you kind of want to see results right away. And that's not going to happen. Um, you know, so the biggest thing and the biggest advice I can say is just focus day to day on developing, not only as a, uh, an athlete, but more as an individual and, a, and as a person. As you get to those higher ranks, it, it matters just as much how good of an athlete you are. But uh, the personal aspect comes into play too, because there's plenty of other kids out there that are going to be just as talented, athletic, you name it, strong, whatever you want to say. Um, but if you're not a good person and a good teammate, uh, coachable, it, it's going to hinder your ability to make it to the next level. Not just coachable, but you talked about the mental toughness and some guys that helped you with that. I, I, that that's probably also what puts you over the hump to achieve the level of success that you've, you've gotten to now here at the American Hockey League. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the biggest things. And uh, I don't think that my journey or path has been any more difficult than anybody else's. And, you know, there's a lot of people that go through hard times, but just learning to, to thrive in that uh, adversity and the high pressure moments, I think, is what helped get, get me here. Um, you know, if you look at my pro resume, I haven't really played a whole lot. Um, and I wouldn't say that's for my lack of skill. I would just say that's more of lack of opportunity. And when you get to this level, you have draft picks and you have guys that are on NHL, AHL contracts that are playing in the same league as you are. And a lot of times uh, they get, um, you know, every opportunity. So you just have to, you know, like I said, work day to day and, and focus on getting better and develop so that when you do get your opportunity, you're ready for it. Well, I think these are some pretty good words of advice, Garrett. And I, I've, I've enjoyed watching you play and kind of bust your way in onto this Phantoms team once you've been given this opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for your insights and thanks for taking the time to, to talk with us and talk with the kids here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob.